Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I'm so happy to have Amanda Tobinski back on the show. Now, Amanda was on like quite a while ago. And, you know, I was going through kind of my guests and I thought, who do I want to have back on? And Amanda did such an amazing podcast. And if you look in the show notes, you'll see the link to her first episode that we did. But I wanted to have her back. So welcome to the show, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me back, Kim. I am so thrilled to be here. So Amanda is the founder of Magnetic Media Group and the creator of the Simple Ads Academy. And she has spent the last decade implementing lead generation strategies for business owners, entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches, and authors, which happens to be the audience of the Author to Authority podcast. So uh, through her programs and full-service advertising agency, she helps business owners to leverage the power of Facebook ads to increase their visibility and grow their businesses without suffering from technology overwhelm. And if there is a time when we are suffering from technology overwhelm, it is now. <laughs> definitely. It's, it definitely. This is certainly something that I hear quite often, especially because my background is in digital advertising. And that when you first get into it is for sure something that can cause some overwhelm for a lot of folks. So it's one of the things that I am very, very passionate about is just simplifying it down to the most step-by-step process that it can possibly be so that it makes something that's a little bit scary that much more accessible for everyone that that you know should be using it to really increase that visibility. Yeah, I, I know. Like I use technology a lot. And the first time you go to use it, it's like, okay, I did this, but then this happened. But this wasn't in the instructions and I don't know what I'm doing. And you know, there's some days you just want to pitch the computer through the window. But then, you know, you learn and you grow and, and it's amazing. So, Amanda, what has been going on with you since we recorded the last podcast? Oh, my goodness. So many things. Um, I'd say the, the, the huge majority of that is just really a lot of growth happening, a lot of growth in, um, in, in my own business. And I feel for uh, so many people, especially those that were maybe potentially in the, the brick and mortar space. Um, and even some people that were maybe just entering the online space, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with COVID coming in, it really kind of made it sure that all of us were, were adapting very, very rapidly because that was the only choice we had. And we were all in this boat together doing it. 
So yeah, over since the the last interview, a lot of it has just been that continuous adaptation and and pivoting, and then you pivot again uh, to ensure that you can just your business can stay on top of things and be of service to your audience in whatever capacity they need you to be there for them. Uh, so it's really just been. A very, very constant evolution and being able to show up in different capacities as my own client base, their needs have shifted quite dramatically over, over, you know, the last little bit of time. Have you found that, you know, people are more open now to like the things of technology and Facebook and, and ads and different things? Like, have you, are you found that they, they want that more now, or is it kind of, no, I, I don't want to. So with that, I'm going to say it's it's kind of a yes and a no. Um, they definitely, I think the vast majority of people are seeing that online marketing and utilizing either, you know, paid advertising or even organic online marketing really became something that was necessary um, as we've been, as we've been going through this, this past couple of years. So I don't know that it's necessarily that people were desiring and wanting to get into that boat per se, but out of the necessity of, again, staying current in your business and making sure that you make those necessary changes to keep up with the changes that are happening in the world, there was definitely a landslide of of business owners, you know, coaches, authors, speakers that were like, Hey, the methods that I've used in the past, whether that's, you know, face-to-face networking events, um, you know, live conferences, things like that, as those types of connection points were no longer available, moving into the online space and developing that skill set to stay really relevant in the marketplace became the necessity. So yeah, while I'm not sure people, you know, had there been that other option, we probably would have stayed with with what we were doing, some of that, you know, face-to-face interaction. But as, you know, as entrepreneurs and, and authors and, you know, the way we're wired is to adapt. We adapt, we change, we, we are problem solvers to the core. So, you know, when something comes our way, you know, it, it's just our nature to find what, find the solution, find what's going to work. And for so many people, it was, okay, like, let's, let's shift this online. Let's start meeting those ideal prospects and clients and connection points in an online fashion. So definitely everybody's been pivoting, maybe not out of what they wanted to do, but because that was, you know, the necessary thing to get the job done. Here we all are. I, I think that's true. And, and I think people had to change the way they looked at making connections with people because, you know, for a lot of us entrepreneurs, it was in person, right? It's not that I didn't meet people online and in that, uh, but, you know, my preferred method was, you know, go to those conferences, go to those workshops, you know, go to those networking meetings, make those connections. Now, I mean, I have clients, you know, around the world, but I loved meeting people in person. And so, you know, COVID, you know, forced me to do now do everything online. And I think it's an, been an amazing time of growth for me and my perspective on things have changed. And I've learned so much about just, you know, it's not, you don't have to be in person to make that connection. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. We've, we've all kind of adapted to learn how to build those relationships and build that deep connection, even though we are not in person, we are, you know, separated by miles and miles, but we're still able to achieve that same outcome. We're just changing the way that we go about doing it. 
So is there, for you, was it one of those things where, you know, COVID was hard for you and you learned some amazing lessons that you can share? Or was it, for some people, it was actually this time of kind of clarity because some of the things they were doing were now off of their plate and they actually had time to think. So I would love to hear your your thoughts about, you know, what kind of happened to you during COVID and, and what are some of the lessons that you've learned? Definitely. So I will say even before uh, running the digital agency that I run now, um, I did own a larger marketing firm even before this. So the the working from you know, working from home or working from, you know, remote location where your team members and stuff are separate. That's kind of been how I've operated for, for quite some time. So that aspect, I didn't have to adapt to too much. So I felt very blessed in that area that working from home office is pretty much what I've done for nearly 13 years. So that part didn't change too much. Um, the pieces that I found that really required a lot of kind of development and growth on my end were really from the perspective of, developing what was going to work best for clients, depending on where they were. So while I was used to develop, you know, delivering products and services and things that were suited to kind of how business used to be and what, what sort of solutions business owners, authors and speakers were looking for that changed quite a bit when there are, you know, essentially a flood of everybody. I mean, really everyone that is in business kind of all shifted to the online space at once. So while I was used to saying like, here's, here, here are the different ways this, this can be accomplished. Uh, it really then kind of allowed me or kind of challenged me to step up to the plate in a different capacity and say, how can I serve people that are at various stages um, all the way from obviously so many people coming in that were kind of brand new to the space. What can I develop that helps them get, you know, two or three steps forward toward what they're looking for. Also keep my existing offers available to the clientele that I've served for years and years and really kind of just adapting to fill that gap to what the current need is. And so in that aspect, you know, going through COVID definitely um, challenged me to expand my own thinking around what my services were going to be because they're now, again, always that problem solver. There are now, you know, more people showing up with a different type of problem. How do I go about fixing that? How can I help them? And that, you know, pushed me to evolve some of the stuff I was offering as well. Yeah, I, I, I was in the same boat. You know, I had to kind of change, you know, my clientele really didn't change but how I was serving them did because a lot of their needs had now changed on top of that. So I, I totally get it. I wanted to give you some time because, you know, you are a Facebook ad specialist. That's how I consider you. And I know there's always things that are, are growing and changing. And I know the last time you were on, you gave some amazing uh, training on Facebook ads, but I would love for you to just kind of, you know, take about five, seven minutes and, and let's just talk about, you know, where Facebook ads are, you know, who should be using them, how to use them, just some really good, strong basics for my audience to take away with. Yes, yes. So for sure, I am in Facebook ads manager like all day, every day. Um, that is my happy place. That is my zone of genius. I am just all about ads. So um, some things to keep in mind and really, so when I'm thinking about who are, who are ads really designed for? So in my perspective, I tend to think they are designed for just, just about everyone that has a business and is looking for their ideal dream prospects, like 
if that is you, if you have some sort of business and you're looking for the right people, then I think uh, Facebook ads are definitely something that are suited to support your business. Now, a question I get a lot is, well, what if I'm brand new? Like, do you know, should I utilize ads if I'm brand new? My perspective is, do you want to grow quickly from the start or do you want to decide to grow quickly a year from now? I mean, you know, hey, whatever you want to do, but I tend to think like, I want to see that forward progression as rapidly as I can. And typically then the next question is, well, if I'm brand new, you know, I, I'm not going to have, you know, a gigantic budget, like these, these huge brands and these huge, you know, stores and things like that. And I'm like, you don't need to start with a huge budget. You can absolutely start small and then scale as you've got, you know, if you've got those consistent leads coming in, you're converting them into clients, then you can reinvest some into your ads. Like this can be very consistent, but also sustainable. Like you don't have to, you know, come out of the gate with some gigantic ad budget. It's not necessary um, in order for you to still see that forward progress that you're mm-hmm. looking for. And again, that's one of the, well, myriad of reasons that I really, really like uh, paid advertising is it allows you to start small, but it's also a platform that is built to when, you know, should you ever, uh, you know, get to the point that you have scaled to being, you know, this really, really large brand or organization, you don't have to switch and learn something new. You're still in the same platform you started on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I love the, the flexibility of it and that, essentially it's, it's growing with you. It's already built for your end results, but you can start with it even when you're brand new. So I love, I love that aspect about it too. So if we have a quick second, I would love to share just three things that if anyone is getting ready to run ads or is, is already running ads, they can go kind of really quick and check to see if they're, if they're doing this or making these mistakes. Do we have just a, a brief minute that I can share these? Manda, you go for it. I love this kind of stuff. Fabulous. Okay. So whenever I am doing audits on someone's ad account, so let's say I get a call and someone's like, Hey, I've been running ads. I'm, I'm not seeing the results I'm looking for, or I'm seeing a few results, but I don't like my cost per lead. Like, what do I do? What have I done wrong? It's typically one of these three things. So I'm going to share the three things so that you guys out there that are either already running ads, you can go check and see if you're doing this. Um, or if you're thinking about it, just jot these three things down. So, you know, Hey, you've got the three key pillars in place that you're probably, you know, really got your ads set up to be, you know, highly productive and and get you a lot of leads. So thing number one is make sure you are selecting the objective that you actually want. So at face value, you're like, well, duh, of course I want to pick the thing that I want. But I see this get confused quite, quite often. Um, So typically those of us that are in business, the thing that will, will correlate to, an eventual client um, signing with you is typically someone becoming a lead with you or becoming a prospect with you. So leaving their name and email address, maybe their phone number to get something from you, whether it's your freebie, your lead magnet, whatever it happens to be. But that's the main thing that most of us as business owners actually need. We need leads and prospects. So when you're sending up your ads, make sure you're saying that that's what you want. So when you're setting it up, you're either going to go with a conversion campaign or a lead generation campaign. They both will optimize for leads, um, but pick one of those two. Otherwise, you're going to get a lot of engagement. You might get page likes. You might get a lot of other things, but it's not the leads you're looking for. So thing number one, tell Facebook the thing you actually want. and It's typically leads. Um, thing number two is all about who is that dream client of yours? 
I see sometimes people get into ads and they completely skip the step where you tell, where you tell Facebook who it is you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so just make sure when you're setting up your ads, you do go in and say like, hey, this is the age range of people I work with. This is the location my ideal customers are in. Um, here are the interests. Mm-hmm. And for the vast majority of time, based on what it is that you help people with, there's probably an interest that people are already looking for mm-hmm. that will help you narrow into your right people. Mm-hmm reason that helps you so much is that you're not wasting your ad dollars on people that don't care about what you do. So you'll make sure that your ads are being shown to the prospects that are already interested, which Mm -hmm. increases your conversion rates tremendously. So step two, just make sure you tell Facebook who you want. Now, third thing that is super, super important is the actual ad itself. So we want to make sure that the, the pictures or videos we're using it's something interesting to your audience. It will at least slow down that scroll for a second and get them to look at the ad. Yep. Like if you're creating it and you're like, hey, I don't know, then your audience is also going to think the same thing. So make sure it's intriguing. And then when we're talking about the text, the actual you know message itself that's going to be in your ad, make sure what you're putting out there is irresistible to your audience. So what is something that they will absolutely like jump on, they can't live without. Uh, So when we're thinking about your freebies or your lead magnets, how is that going to save them time or help them to get that quick win? Whatever moves them a little bit closer to that transformation that you ultimately provide is a perfect irresistible offer for your audience. And the other piece, make sure you tell them what to do. So if if it's a call to action. Click the link below to get to get this irresistible thing that I created for you or click the button, you know, just make sure you're very clear on how they take that next step. Because I've also seen that where people have, have started a campaign and weren't clear on how someone actually got the next step or left a link out. And so there's an error. Um, so really, those three key elements, if you've got that, you are you're well on your way to having a successful ad campaign and vast majority, nine times out of 10, if I'm doing a campaign audit and something is going terribly wrong, one of those three is missing. Um, so if you got those, you're definitely moving in the right direction. You know, I like, I really liked what you said. And, um, you know, one thing I was thinking about is I think sometimes, especially like small entrepreneurs, speakers, coaches, you know, authors, I think, you know, we have this perception that we sell directly from Facebook. And I, and many times I think that's the wrong, the wrong thing. And that's why you're, you're not getting the results you want, because, you know, it, it's very hard to sell directly. Like, I mean, maybe if you're selling a mug or something like that, you know, you, you, you could do it, you know, make the pictures really good and attractive and people click through and, you know, they, uh, they, you know, they'll, they'll buy your mug, right. Type thing. But, you know, if you're selling higher end, products and services, you're, you're not going to sell directly from Facebook, right? So I loved how you talked about the fact that you have to do that lead capture. Kim, you are so spot on correct. And that's something I hear, I hear so often is people want to kind of jump that sale and go straight from, or, or have some perception that you can go straight from ad into some high ticket um, offer. But when it, we really have to think about we're, we're all humans. Like just because you, you have this, you know, high ticket offer, people are not naturally just going to decide to pull out the credit card. It's, it's still that human to human connection and building relationships and, Mm. you know, nurturing that, that connection between you and that, that prospect that you've just generated. 
that aspect of business has not changed, nor do I ever see it changing. Like we are people coming together to help each other solve problems. And yes, it's all about leading with value, but that's just the start of a relationship. That's just the hello at a networking event. It's not hello, here's a $2,000 offer. You wouldn't do that at a, at a face-to-face <laughs> event. So don't do that online. What are we doing? Uh, yeah, you, you totally nailed it. Yes. If you're selling a $5 mug, yeah, you could probably do that, but you know, it's all about building the relationships and this is the starting point. It's really allowing you to get more of those conversa- conversations started in a shorter period of time. Uh, yes. so you're automating some of that aspect but again, yeah, on the back end, yeah, you're still nurturing. You're still building relationships and rapport before you're making those those high ticket offers. And I think the other thing too is, you know, a lot of times, you know, from what I've learned in marketing, it's sometimes it's, you know, about making that introduction and gaining enough trust for them to make that first small purchase. So, you know, one of the things that I'm going to be doing with uh, my author to authority book, and I'm actually want to talk to you about this afterwards, is, you know, have have the book just to pay the shipping model to get the book, right? Because that's a that's a low cost investment to get them in the door and to start the relationship. So, you know, that's what I was thinking about. And I'm actually thinking I need to talk to you because I want to do Facebook ads to do that. So we'll have a conversation about that. I think what you shared is really valuable. And, you know, one of the things that is the foundation of becoming the authority in your niche and and this, you know, this is marketing, this is sales, this is social media, all of that is really knowing who your client is. So I think, you know, sometimes people who are new don't have that sense of who that perfect client is. And so they go in and they do Facebook ads. But like you said, they don't have any targeting, right? So now they're paying for their ad to go out to, let's say, 10,000 people when maybe they only need to target 500. Yeah, uh, that targeting is so, so important. Um, And I will say the audiences are quite a bit larger than that um, when it comes to advertising. Um, So that's exciting. So even if you are in a really small, um, a really small kind of niche market, there are still a lot of folks out there that are probably looking for that very specific thing that you offer. But just making sure um, when it comes to those interest selects, you've got something that's as close to that, you know, the audience that is looking for the solution to, you know, what you have mm-hmm. um, and really dial that in as, as much as you can. And you can do some of that with testing, but definitely don't leave that wide open. Like don't leave it wide open to everyone because everyone is not your customer. Think about exactly. who that perfect one is. Exactly. Well, Amanda, we're coming to the end here. Um, how can people connect with you? And do you have something that um, you give away that they can use? Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, on my website, so if you go to magneticmediagroup.com right there in the header, um, you can download what I call the mega bundle, but it is uh, a business building bundle. Honestly, over the years, I have created so many giveaways and freebies as opposed to having people sign up for each of them. I have them all in one spot. So there's, I think 33 or 37 different things in the bundle. Um, so you can uh, request that at magneticmediagroup.com. Um, I'm on Instagram if you guys want to connect there. Just Instagram.com, uh, Amanda Tabinski. And that might be in the show notes because <laughs> that's a fun one to spell. Um, so yeah, you guys connect with me on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, and yeah, download that freebie bundle. Lots and lots of resources there. It helps you with advertising. Um, oh, 
all kinds of things. It's not just ads. There's some ad stuff, some mindset stuff, all kinds of goodies to help you to be more productive and get more of those highly targeted qualified leads for your business. That is awesome. Now, I know you've been doing some Facebook lives. I'm, I'm usually in the middle of something, but I get the notification that you're doing the live. So I'm like, she's really getting out there. So you also want to make sure you follow her on Facebook because, um, you know, I, I catch a couple of minutes and then I'm off to do work with a client or something. So I don't always get to see them all. But, you know, every, every time I listen to Amanda, it's like, oh, that's really good. Like, that's something I need to do and implement. So Definitely follow Amanda on Facebook. So this has been Amanda Tabinski and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.